Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random Berto with your host. Thank you so kindly being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And I'm already here waiting. First of all, let me tell everybody hi. Eric Hayes is in the house. Welcome, brother Eric. Carl Cox is in the house. Welcome, brother Carl. And of course, my big sis, Bridge MCP, is in the house. And she has already started to scold me. I'll read it in a minute. And then, of course, there's AVQ. Let's see, where is it? Okay, AVQ, yeah, that's AVQ. Michael Rudnan, how are you doing, my brother? He says, got a busy day today here for a little while till I get called away again. Yes, you abandoned us early yesterday, my dear dear little brother. How are you doing today? Anyway, as you guys heard my uh, cataract story yesterday on the internet right here, and also I gave a little piece of it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. At KPFT earlier today, because I wanted to get into the the technical part, the sort of the bad part about it. And here is Bridge MCP, Egberto Willis. She's, she's, you know, slapping me around now. I went back and read your eye story. Same thing happened to me, but Doc added, she does 20 to 30 a day. Cha-ching! Yep. Prior to this, I had LASIK surgery and was in a class action for it. Destroyed my eyes. It's amazing how... They were just pushing people to do that. And later on, after a while, they, their eyes really went bad. I, you know, I had a lot of stories that I've heard about that. Thanks for that. Reminding us about that. Why all this laser stuff sometimes you have to be careful with, Sister Bridge MCP. That's another story. Anyway, I chose to get a second opinion because the script I got for glasses was wrong. Well, my percent was 45%, so they don't do it till 50. Eeks. Like heart stents, so Doc was a ripoff, she says. Doc was a ripoff. Now, yes, I have been on you for your glasses reading. However, you knew you had cataracts and never said so. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? I just forgot. I tell a lot of folks I have cataracts, but I forgot to tell this. You know, sometimes you don't. Forgive me. Anyway. Thank you, beautiful. Now, yes, I have been on you for your glasses. I would have been all over that, mister. I know. Do you think maybe subliminally that's why I didn't say it? Because I know you would have slapped me around and say, go get that fixed now. Especially since you have a long drive from D.C. to, to, to Houston. That's why my brother Roberto Lewis came and saved my butt and he drove most of the night driving when we came back to Houston. Thank you, Roberto Lewis. The surgery will be fine and all will be well. Much love, bro. Much love, sis. You know I love you. Anyway, who else is in the house? Norman Reynolds is in the house as well. And uh, let's see. Eric Hayes is also... Well, I, I called you out already, brother Eric. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Eric says, tough on crime mandatory terms. It's, let's see how this helps. It should eliminate the bozo bond issue we have with liberal judges. 
You guys keep thinking that locking people up is the answer to our crime problem. You are dreaming. The answer to our crime problem isn't locking folks up. It's looking things deeper. That's the problem with too many uh, on the conservative side. They, they have the false belief that just throwing the keys in, throwing the keys at folks are going to magically solve all of our problems. That's not the case, folks. Anyhow, uh, please remember, folks, if you are on YouTube, register yourself on YouTube and make sure to give us that thumbs up. Give us that thumbs up on YouTube as soon as you can so that we can get this stuff put out there. We got new folks that just came in. Welcome aboard Lee Grant. Welcome aboard Daniel Lado. Welcome aboard Mi Hermano. Como estas, Mi Hermano? Um, Norman Reynolds. Anybody else? Anybody else? I don't think anybody else is in. Bridge MCP. Chat disconnected. Please wait while we try to reconnect. Okay, I hope it Hurry up and connect again. You know, I don't have much control over that, uh, Preciosa. All right, let me continue. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Eric Hayes says, your dream has come true, Egberto. You want the capital society to fail and the economy that, that the administration predicts is wrong. Jamie Diamond and Warren have predicted the crisis is coming. Well, here it is. Might be starting. Silicon Valley Bank is shut down by regulators in biggest bank failure since global financial crisis. Speculation. You know, who said we needed those venture capitalists to determine who is going to succeed? And you know, doesn't bother me much because a lot of us don't get that venture capital. Ca that venture capital. Only a few people who sometimes get it. A lot more of these banks need to fail. Maybe if they'll fail, we'll finally get to national banking, as you'll hear discussed on my next program with, um, with David Cobb, who I interviewed yesterday. I just couldn't get the interview process for today. It was supposed to be today, but I couldn't get it processed, so I processed some other short ones for us today. Anyhow, Eric says, true account from Marine Sniper is that Afghanistan 2021 disaster that leaders did not do their jobs in protecting their own. And why should I believe the sniper again? Please tell me why I should believe the sniper. Oops, oops, all right. What is a sniper again? Anyhow, let's continue. Uh, Daniel Ado says, Welcome to the Sedition and Gaslighting Hour featuring Egberto Willis and brought to you with generous donations from useful idiots. Well, Daniel Ado, don't call my supporters useful idiots. My supporters are so smart that they make sure to keep me on air and on the internet live streaming so that people like you, my dear brother, who uh, come here every day, have a place to be educated. So my useful geniuses who support this program, I thank you from the depths of my heart. Please continue to contribute, but please do so more as we are in one of our largest deficits ever. And you would be helpful in making sure all those, uh, those contributions come in at our PayPal, at our, uh, what is that again, uh, PayPal and Patreon and Binor Books and all of that. So please, thank you for giving me an opportunity, Mr. Lado, for bringing that up. I thank you so kindly. 
let's see. Lock up hardened criminals. Punto final. I agree with lock up hardened criminals. The problem is most of these guys went into jail as soft criminals and left hardened criminals because we didn't turn it into a rehabilitation exercise, but into an endeavor to enrich the, in the jailer to make them work and make money out. Well, that's another story. All right, Bree says it's back. I'm so happy that it's back, but somehow the YouTube counts are not correct. I don't know what's going on with the YouTube counts, but let's see. Let me go ahead and see if there's an issue if those mailers went out, because that's how that can give me an idea of some of the things that are that have been happening. And it seems like the mailers went out. Así que fueron. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We have Michael Rodden saying the desperation that comes from poverty is the leading cause of crime and revolution. Maybe we as a society can decide to uplift people out of poverty. Doing that will have the single best effect on crime rates that I can imagine. Chats working here. Um, Rodden, you're absolutely right about that. We've been saying that. We've been saying that. I can see FB redirects on Twitch. No problems. Thank you. Uh, it was YouTube. All right. Egberto Gaslighting Bank Hour. Okay. Melanie Keelan is in the house. She says, getting in late. Hi, everybody from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, let's see. E2247 says, Basho. Hello, relatives from Occupied Territory. Bodewami. Ho-chunk. De oh, girl, you got me reading stuff I can't read. Carcock says, banking system is rigged in favor of mega-rich mega-corporations. Same thing led to bank failure during the Depression. And also in 2008 and the derivatives that are exploding again. Actually, Eric, I pay all my bills even if I have to do it on the cheap, but I make sure to get my bills paid. I have a very high uh, credit score. Thank you so kindly. Because even as I've reduced my spending, I've made sure to keep everything manageable. And thanks to all of you guys that are supporters of Politics Done Right, you guys make sure to keep us whole. And thank you. All right, let's continue how. The first video is from the video that I was supposed to show you last night, but ran out of time, so I'm going to play that one first. Michael Steele. Michael Steele has an inconvenient message for us, but we better heed. Because we many times think that just telling the truth, just making people aware that things are going to be just fine. It's not. Let's listen to Michael Steele, and then we'll take it on the other side. Michael Steele, again, thanks to the Dominion filing, what, Trump, what Tucker really thinks about Donald Trump, quote, after January 6th, trying to thread the needle between the truth and pressure from his viewers and sponsors became even more difficult. Late on January 6th, Tucker Carlson texted with Pfeiffer that Trump is, quote, a demonic force, a destroyer, but he's not going to destroy us. On January 26th, Carlson invited his leading sponsor, Mike Lindell, on his show, where Lindell spouted these same conspiracies on air after previewing them for Carlson staff during a pre-interview. Again, this is um, this is mixing the legal exposure that Denver talked about, but this is all of this intentional and willful participation in a lie that, again, is is 
is very much at play here. He described Trump as a, quote, demonic force, a destroyer. And the only person who benefits, um, I, I guess if Tucker is, is, is officially entering the 2024 primary, maybe Tucker benefits. But the only person who benefits from this revision of their own view on January 6th is Donald Trump. Why is that so imperative that he's exposing himself and his company to legal peril by doing this, Michael Steele? So there, there's so much. Take your <laughs> so time. Much I want to say, <laughs> so much I want to say um, about the events of the last 24 hours. And I'm so happy I have my buddy Denver on one side of me and my lawyer, uh, Frank, on the other. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Nicole. So let's let's begin with the last point. Demonic. Demonic force. That means Tucker must be possessed. Or <laughs> Tucker's one of one of uh those demonic creatures that enable that force. I tend to go for the latter. Um what what we're seeing on so many levels is a preparation. So keep that point in mind because I want to go back to how you began this conversation. You started off with a with sound clips of Republicans saying they were anarchists and terrorists. That's what they were then. So what are they now? What changed that makes them patriots? Makes them, you know, the 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 saviors, the the victims, the martyrs. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, the sightseers. What's changed in that is this kind of narrative that comes out of this demonic force that's perpetuated by those demonic angels, those demonic sycophants that keep pushing this. This is the great setup. January, what you're seeing Tucker do and what he and what Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, you pick the clown car, uh, the clowns in the clown car and go from there. They're all doing the same thing. They're setting up the next part of the narrative, whether it is around Donald Trump's potential indictment, whether it's around some other thing that they deem as a appropriate catalyst to perpetuate the violence and to further 
ferment the noise that somehow they're the victims, that somehow those thousand people who've been uh, arrested and charged and and many of whom have now been prosecuted and are in jail, that somehow their violence, their behavior was okay. And that's that that needed to be protected because they were doing the right thing. And that those of us who look at that bad behavior and want to call it what it is and hold them accountable for it, that we're wrong. This twisting of the narrative around January 6th has been an ongoing effort now culminating in the absolute I think, disgraceful uh, uh, attempt by the speaker to ingratiate himself with the likes of Fox News and Tucker on behalf of President Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene to get the chair, that he would give him this evidence, that he would give him this this information that could then be cherry picked into nightly narratives to rewrite the story that we all witnessed live on January 6th, to make us believe that somehow we're the fools, that we got, that we're the stupid ones, we're, we're the ones who, who bought the loaf of rotting bread, right? And and the, so what we need to do now is gird ourselves against this. Um, and, and it's going to require something I don't know Americans are prepared to really put into, put into play. And that is an honest assessment that we are screwing ourselves by buying into this craziness. When you look at the Twitter feeds, I, and you have it, I have it. Just look through all the people say, I told you, I told you this was a this was a conspiracy. I told you that, that Donald Trump won the election. That's the BS that they want us to now make real every day so that when the triggers finally pulled, in my view, thank you, Tucker. You're the reason why. You're the reason why the next January 6th happens. You're the reason why the next escalation of, of people responding, because you're telling them by pulling these snippets out that the shaman is the victim, even though I get them on just on breaking and entering. Because I, I grew up in D.C. You just don't get to walk in the Capitol and you damn sure don't get to do it when you break the glass and not pay a consequence for it. So we need to be honest about what we're what's happening and unfolding right now over at Fox, because you're not going to shut it down. The Dominion thing, last point, the Dominion thing, let's be honest. A one point six billion dollar judgment is one thing. They're not losing advertisers over at Fox. Tucker Carlson and that is allowed to stay on there because the board wants him on the air. The owner wants him on the air because the money's still rolling in. So take a one point six billion dollar hit. I'm still I'm still making money. I'm good. I'll pay you the one point six billion. You want to trouble it? Fine. Because that's a week of advertising we're going to get. We can then play more of a victim. So we have to understand how this is 360 here and recognize if we don't step in as citizens and put an end to this, oh, baby, it's not going to be pretty. Going into a presidential cycle with Donald Trump out there beating the drums again? Come on. Just... Just anyway, we got we got to get it right because we're getting it wrong right now by letting this perpetuate itself. He hits the nail 
on the head. So we get we we better get serious. I, I, I uh, you know a lot of people are still thinking, oh, Donald Trump can't win again, and the rest of the world is looking at a whole lot of Americans and saying, from what we see. Donald Trump can win again. So we are a bit hesitant in working with the United States or putting our bags in the United States' hands. We don't know because Donald Trump, the criminal extraordinaire, the fascist, may win. And then he's a fascist with a whole bunch of power behind him. What does that mean? Anyhow, folks, anyhow, folks, welcome aboard. Julie Henderson, welcome aboard. Uh, E2247 and YTT, where is YTT? Uh, YT4ME57, welcome aboard as well. All right, before I go to the other video, let's go ahead and, 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 uh, and read some of this stuff here from E2247. The impacts of detention can last a lifetime. The conditions in detention facilities are abusive, meager, beyond inappropriate for the healthy development of children and adults. And if we want to know why we get recidivism, there you go. Because again, we don't prepare them for the future. All right. I mean, you get, you know, the, 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 the simplicity of the general Republican uh, leader's message is bare. It, it's bordered on such, uh, in, uh, such lack of intellect. They don't see how much damage they're doing to society as a whole. You work with people, you work, you, you try to rehabilitate, then you don't have to go through the recidivism over and over again. Look, there's always going to be a percentage of that, and you throw those people up in there afterwards, but most people just need a break. All right. Daniel Ledo says, the bipartisan corruption in D.C., beyond obvious at this point. That's what's happening now. If you know, you listen to Ledo, you see where MAGA's going. They didn't, they didn't neither want Republican or Democrat. And what they're thinking about doing is yet the, what they think is going to be the ultimate insurrection. All right. They think the ultimate insurrection is coming because they think they can garner 40 percent of the question, uh, the country. Then the other 30, 30 split between the, uh, the Republicans and Democrats. And they've got the majority as they see it, the plurality, I should say, as they see it. All right, E2247 says complex medical, mental health, and legal needs of determined kids, uh, of detained kids, including those detained in family units, show discrepancies exist between standards outlined by ICE and actual services provided. Shouldn't be a surprise. Tell Biden to shut down family detention centers, restore asylum system, and invest in community. I got something to say after when 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 we get into the uh, Biden talking about the economy. So we'll I'll, I'll save that for then. Uh, YT4ME57 says, we know what we saw. Yes, we know what we saw. And luckily, we also have a special representative who can actually uh, really put things in the right context. Raskin, Representative Raskin, uh, went onto the floor of the House and he gave what I call the ultimate speech on Jan 6. Check a, take a look at it and then we'll take it on the other side. What actually happened the day of the Capitol attack? All starts, of course, with January 6th. And before that, the presidential election. All starts with a big lie, Donald Trump's big lie. Well, they say, well, who knows? Maybe he won, maybe he didn't. You say Joe Biden's president, we say Donald Trump's president. Nonsense. 
60 federal and state courts rejected every claim of electoral fraud and corruption that they put forward. 60 federal and state courts rejected every claim. They don't have a single court that ever ruled in their favor. Donald Trump lost that election by more than 7 million votes, 306 to 232 in the Electoral College. So then their big lie now has to stretch all the way over January 6th. We have to disbelieve the evidence of our own eyes, of our own ears. We saw them come and descend upon this chamber, this Congress, wounding and injuring 150 of our police officers, breaking people's noses, breaking people's fingers, putting people in the hospital. And already they're back on the news with big lies saying, no, 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 it was a tourist visit. Like these real tourists up here who have to come and watch representatives in the United States Congress say there's no difference between truth and lies. It's a shame that that's what we have to go through. You know, I remember when you could have valid differences in opinion, but now the Republican Party wants to just come out and outright change reality. They want to take books away from kids so that they cannot have an open mind, so they cannot critically think. I mean, you used to think that this only happens in other countries. Now we are seeing it happen right here in the United States of America. DOJ haven't indicted those who incited January 6th. They've only went after those who did the insurrection directly, meaning that you can expect another inciting event will come again. January 6th will be seen as a trial run for a fascist takeover. And that is what we have to be careful of. The thing about it is a fascist takeover can't happen in a vacuum, though. We have to realize or see if there are military generals that have fascist intent. We know that uh, we had a couple, the two brothers, uh, that one that, uh, what's his name? You, you know who we're talking about that served for the shortest period as, um, as a secretary for Donald Trump. I can't remember his name, but he was given one. But hey, what can I say? Uh, Michael Rudman wants something on the screen. What would it be when the owner of a TV... Ah, I like that. All right, for, from Rudman to everybody, it says, when the owner of a TV network admits they lied to you and their hosts lied to you and you still believe them, congrats, you are in a cult. But it's worse when he said he lied because of the green, meaning the money, that should make you feel even sicker because it means they are willing to trade your intelligence for money. Uh, let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, MAGA from Carl Cox. MAGA Republicans are demonic, whether they are supporters of Trump, De Santos, or and Haley to name a few of the right-wing fascist fools. Norman says, we are at threat as a country because people will not change the channel. Got to get them to change that channel, so turn to politics then right. Julie Henderson says, Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy is responsible for releasing government evidence to Tucker Carlson and Rupert Murdoch. Agreed? Bridge MCP says, Russia wants him to the air too. Michael Rodden Egberto, no Republican leaders know what they're uh, no Republican leaders know what they're doing. Cruelty is the point. 
Yeah. Norman Reynolds says, who is the we, Michael Steele, who must take care of this threat from Trump? MSNBC, who will make you a spokesperson? The GOP voter? There is no consequence for the insurrection and therefore no consequences for lies and rebranding. Uh, let's see. Julie Henderson says, This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Pretend Trump will run as independent and be funded by foreign governments. He does not respect rules. Michael Rennan says, Eric Hayes, use a gun to go to prison for life. So tell me about Cal Rittenhouse. Thank you. Uh, Jules Henderson says, the winner, the winner will write history, terrorists or patriots. Ski, no, you belong in jail, sir. Ski, no, you want me in jail? What's the charge? I'm curious what my charge is. Uh, Norman Renault says, I wonder if there is any nuance to Eric Hayes' comment to put people in jail if they use a gun. Eric tends not to have nuances until he needs them. Right, brother? Raskin is a, is a true human person, not a faker and a fraud from E2247. Egberto, thank you for putting up Raskin's floor speech. Michael Flynn is the person I was talking about, the general that really is, a, is a, what I would consider, I'll definitely consider him a, a tra traitor. Michael Rodney, Egberto, that's not one of mine. Breach, good meme. Oh, I'm sorry, Breach. I, I gave the, the credit to your meme to Michael Rodney. That meme came from Breach MCP. You know I want things to be fair. And we have from Lee, conservatives just want to keep drag queens from performing to underage kids. I, look, even if, look, well, I won't go there. You know what underage kids are watching on the internet right now? You think a drag queen is going to do anything to that kid? Wow. Come on, brother. Red, I mean, brother Woods. Come on now. Maywood says from Eric Hayes, use a gun to go to prison to life. So tell me about Kyle Rittenhouse again. Both of you thought the same thing. Anyhow, today was a great day for workers, right? I mean, the unemployment rate. Went through the roof again, 311,000. We only expected 225. That is over 86,000 more than they expected. You would think that is happy times, right? You would think that that would be happy times. In fact, I thought so, I thought it was such a happy time that I, my newsletter this morning, had a little rant about it because of the reaction that they got. So what I'm going to do before I play that video is tell you my rant on this issue because I am ashamed at the response to having a great jobs report because the plutocracy uh, will not be challenged by whom? 
our uh, Federal Reserve. Check this out. Jobs report is great. We had another blockbuster job report. One would think that Biden, the Biden administration would be getting supreme praise. And guess what? Our titans of finance hate it. It means they must pay employees a bit more because of the American worker has some leverage. Wall Street expected 225,000 jobs. Instead, they got 311,000 jobs. Of course, one would think that instead of continued inflated profits, dividends, and stock buybacks, that our corporacy or corporatocracy would pay their workers for their good fortune. But no, they will inflate prices no matter the extra cost for employees. And the Fed will be complicit in creating false unemployment to solve the corporate-created inflation problem on the backs of every American worker. Let's remind Wall Street and our politicians that there are millions of good immigrants trying to get into our low birth rate country that would make us the envy of the world if we chose people over corporations, if we brought the immigrants in and covered jobs, if we brought the immigrants in and used their intellect. Imagine this great jobs report wouldn't be saying prices of employees are going to be inflated, which we do need to increase the prices of employees, but the turnaround of money would continue to be so great and the productivity so great we wouldn't have to worry about inflation. Why again? Let's go back to Economics 101. True inflation is only there if there is a demand and supply imbalance. But if we have the workers, there is no imbalance to speak about. But they won't tell you that because they want a large unemployment base from which to choose workers they can pay on the cheap. I, like I mentioned at KPFT earlier today, the cats out there in Wall Street... They're not all that smart. They know the laws of, the, of, of capitalism, which has nothing to do with reality, productivity, none of that stuff. Right? I gave an exemption of the bridge builder, the doctor, etc. People that really have, really does something useful for society. But these stockbrokers do nothing for society. These money managers do nothing for society. They just play the casino they know how to play the casino call or Wall Street or stock market, etc. We need a complete, a complete change in the way these things work. You know, gambling is Wall Street. Don't forget it. Anyhow, let's go ahead and play this uh, piece from Biden where he takes credit for what turns out to be a great jobs report. I think we got a good jobs report. I'm happy to report that our economy has created over 300,000 new jobs last month. And that's on top of a half a million jobs we added the month before. All told, we've created more than 12,000, 12,000 jobs since they took office, nearly 8,000 of the manufacturing jobs. That means overall, we've created more jobs in two years than any administration has created in the first four years. And, uh, I think all this matters. It's no accident. It means our, our economic plan is working. And uh, when I took office, the recovery and the economy was, there was no recovery and the economy was reeling. And the 18 million people were unemployed on unemployment insurance compared to less than 2 million a day. 
Unemployment was 6.3%, and nonpartisan congressional budget office predicted it wouldn't get below 4% until 2026. Because of our economic plan, unemployment has been below 4% for 14 straight months since January 2022. Last month, the unemployment rate remained near the lowest level in 50 years, 50 years. And that's really good news. People who are staying out of the job market, this is a particularly good news, are now getting back into the job market. They're coming off the sidelines. They're getting back into the job market. The share of working age folks who are in the labor force is higher than it's been any time since 2008. That was one of the big predictors everybody was looking at. Tomorrow, it'll be two years since I signed the American Rescue Plan into law. It led to the fastest recovery of every ma any major economy in the world. It laid the foundation for the progress we've been seeing and we see today. Record new business applications, more Americans with health care coverage than ever, including more than 14 million Americans saving $800 a year on their health insurance. Unprecedented tax relief for nearly 40 million families with 65 million children, thanks to the child tax credit, which the child cut child poverty in half. And since we passed the Chips and Science Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act, we've seen companies commit more than 300 billion, companies from around the world, commit more than $300 billion to invest in future manufacturing and innovation here in America, creating jobs. We're going to invest in America again. We're going to make it in America again. And the federal government's going to buy America. That's been my economic vision. But what does this progress really mean for families trying to get by? I'll tell you, it means more people with good jobs and the dignity and security that comes with the paycheck. And while we still have more to do, and there may be setbacks along the way, inflation is now down 30% from what it was this summer. Gas prices are down more than $1.50 since their peak. At the same time, take-home pay for workers has gone up, especially for lower, and this is important in my view, especially for lower and middle income workers. This all adds up to just a little bit. I know you're tired of hearing me saying breathing room, but I think it's, it's, that's how people think about it, a little more breathing room for working families. And today's job numbers is clear. Our economy is moving in the right direction. Yesterday, I went down to a uh, hall in Philadelphia uh, to lay out my budget and outlines my budget. We're built on the progress we made growing an economy from the middle up and the bottom up and the, not the top down. It's a plan that keeps investing in American manufacturing, innovation, and creates more good paying jobs that don't require a college degree. It protects, strengthens, and strengthens Medicare, Social Security, two bedrock programs Americans have been paying into for every paycheck they've earned since they've been a kid. And we're paying for these investments. We're paying for it all. My plan, after it's all said and done, is going to cut the deficit nearly $3 trillion over the next 10 years, the plan I've submitted. Uh, and by making the wealthy and corporations just begin, <coughs> to, begin excuse me, to, to begin to pay their fair share. You know, uh, when we talk about 28% tax rate, Ronald Reagan was 28% tax rate. You know, that wacko liberal guy, you know? The idea that that's an, un, an unreasonable amount, but I can get into that later. Anyway, it continues to lower costs for families. Building on the work we've already done, the lower cost of insulin and other prescription drugs to make health insurance more affordable. It brings down home energy costs, bills for home energy costs. 
And our plan is a stark contrast to the MAGA Republican plan in Congress, where they're doubling down on the same failed policies of the past that would give special tax breaks to the wealthy, keep the the tax breaks that were put in place by the last president, the wealthy tax tax breaks for big oil, tax breaks for pharma, at the expense of seniors and families. You know, it's kind of a top-down, trickle-down economics that never, ever worked. I know when I grew up, as you've heard me say before, not much trickle-down on my dad's kitchen table. So, you know, my dad used to have an expression. He said, don't, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I do expect the government to understand my problems. I solve them, understand them. Building a budget requires some really hard decisions. But all over America, families are sitting around their kitchen tables making decisions that are equally consequential. That's who my budget is for. It's about a value set, I said yesterday. Working people, middle class, the backbone of the country, small businesses who are responsible for around half of all the jobs in the economy. You know, big corporations, the fortune by they're big. But small businesses account for half the people employed in the economy. My budget reflects what we can do to lift the burden on hardworking Americans. Today's news tells us that thanks to our efforts, 12 million more Americans have jobs. The job is about a lot more than a paycheck, as I said. It's about dignity. It's about your family's dignity. And 12 million more Americans can look their kids in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. And mean it. You know, there's a, that's a little more dignity for 12 million Americans. It's not just good numbers. People can feel it. People are moving back into work. But this may be the part that pleased me the most about the report, the jobs report, is people who've been staying out of the job market are moving back in, beginning to move back in. Jobs are available. People are working again. They're becoming more optimistic about their future. And now the biggest threat to our recovery is the reckless talk. Reckless talk, my MAGA friends, this is not yours, I heard me say, it's not your father's Republican Party, but the Republicans in the United States Congress. They, uh, they, they, well, what they want to do with regard to the debt limit. You know, they're threatening to fall on our national debt. In fact, planning to fall, as some Republicans seem to be doing, puts us very much at risk. I believe we should be building on our progress, not go backwards. So I urge our extreme MAGA Republican friends in the Congress to put their threats aside. Join me in continuing the progress we built. We've got a lot more to do, so let's finish the job. And by the way, you know, we talk about what's what there's. I just saw my staff hand as I was coming in. The House Freedom Caucus. The members of the House Caucus will consider voting to raise the debt ceiling contingent upon the enactment of legislation. You know what the essence of the enactment of legislation is? Cut all spending other than defense by 25%. 25% across the board. And that means cops, firefighters. It means health care. It means that's just what you call discretionary spending, as you all know. And, uh, and on top of that, uh, the, what they're really f focused on that I saw here, we'll, I, I shouldn't give you all this now, but is uh, it's kind of surprised me. They, uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS agents we had? They're going to check on the accounts for the super wealthy, which require a lot of accounting, a lot of agents to look at it. <laughs> they want to get rid of them. I don't know. We just have a very different value set. Anyway, I'm optimistic. We're going to get the, uh, the CPI next week. Hopefully it will be in, in, uh, in some solid shape. But anyway.
Yes. Uh, Mr. President, are you concerned that rising interest rates will put a damper on this job growth and impact the economy? And you mentioned the Freedom Caucus. Do you have um, any openness to negotiating on any of the issues that they mentioned? <laughs> well, um, first of all, we don't know what the CPI is going to be this week, it's, but it's been down. Interest rates have been down. The inflation has been down for many weeks in a row now. And I said, we're going to see blips going up, uh, but I I'm, I'm feel confident that we're headed in the right direction. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of talk about what the Fed will do and not do. We'll see. We'll see what the Fed will do. But uh, we'll see what, this, what the CPI is. I guess it's Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Next week is coming out. Um, the idea that uh, um, I'm going to agree that we start to figure out where we cut 25% across the board. By the way, their entire program does not lower the deficit one single penny. They're keeping, if they, it's what they say they mean. They're going to keep the tax cuts from the last president, number one, almost $2 trillion. If they're going to, in fact, no additional taxes on the, on the wealthy, matter of fact, reducing taxes. And in addition to that, on top of that, they're going to say we have to cut 25% of every program across the board. I don't, I don't know what there's much to negotiate on. Um, but I'm, I'm prepared. I told the speaker, as soon as he's ready to lay out his budget, I'm going to sit down. And now I'm hearing things like, well, we're not going to have our budget till April or May, maybe even June. All this talk pushing me to get my budget done. I said I'd have it done by the ninth. I had it done by the ninth. I handed it to you guys. I handed it to them. Why all of a sudden can't they get it done in March or maybe even April? Maybe even May. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound like on the level yet. So thank you very much. Folks, uh, so as it, as it turns out, we have this great jobs report. Great jobs report. And uh, Biden comes out and he says good words about it. But of course, but of course, the rest of the plutocracy are worried that we are just too good with employment. And as such, we must do something to curb this employment problem. It's amazing that when things are going good for the average American citizen, the plutocracy, Wall Street, they hate it. I wonder why. We know why. Anyhow, folks, um, what time is it? Uh, 49. I better play that other video now. Let me set it up. Ed Markey, you, you know what? Uh, uh, the, the, the president of, or rather the CEO of Northern, Northern, or rather of Norfolk's Northern, well, let's back up. The CEO of Norfolk Southern went to Congress. He, you know, he had to go to the hearings. And Ed Markey, Senator Ed Markey asked a simple question. Are you going, and I, I'm paraphrasing here. Are you going to make the people, the good people in East Palestine, whole? And the CEO refused to answer the question, which doesn't speak well for the people in East Palestine, unless they, they change from their ways of electing right-wing conservatives who continuously vote against them 
including voting to allow uh, Norfolk Southern to have bad, bad policy, layoff workers, and cause the derailment that we had there? Are they going to stop electing that kind of folk? We'll see. But check out what this CEO had to say about making East Palestine whole should be ashamed of himself. The rail industry in general that has reduced its workforce by one third over the last 10 years. And in that reduction in workforce, there is a reduction in the measure of safety that has to be built in in order to guarantee that people avoid these kinds of catastrophes. So let me ask you, um, Mr. Shaw, about a decision that your company has made. You, you've chosen an arbitrary one-mile radius from the disaster site for people to qualify for assistance, meaning some families who breathe the same air, drink the same water, aren't getting the same help. Mr. Shaw, will you commit to providing financial compensation to all affected people, including those who live outside your arbitrarily chosen one-mile radius around the derailment site? Senator, we've made our Family Assistance Center and payments available to folks within the zip code, within Darlington Township, We've committed. Will you commit to helping those people outside of the one mile radius? That's my question. Yes or no? Senator, we already are. You already are? Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's not uh, clear. Uh, uh, Will you commit to compensating effective homeowners for their diminished property values? Senator, pardon me. Senator, I'm committing to do what's right. Well, what's right is. A family that had a home worth $100,000 that is now worth $50,000 will probably never be able to sell that home for 100000 again. Will you compensate that family for that loss? Senator, I'm committed to do what's right. That is All the time. right thing to do. These are the people who are innocent victims, Mr. Shaw. These people were just there at home. And all of a sudden, their small businesses, their homes are forever going to have been diminished in value. Norfolk Southern owes these people. It's an accident that is basically under the responsibility of Norfolk Southern, not these families. When you say do the right thing, will you, again, compensate these families for their diminished, lost, property value for homes and small businesses. Senator, we've already committed $21 million, and that's a down payment. That is a down payment. Will you commit to ensuring that these families, these innocent families, do not lose their life savings in their homes and small businesses? The right thing to do is to say, yes, we will. Senator, I'm committed to doing what's right for the community, and we're going to be there. As no, what, what's right for the community will then be balanced, which is what we can see from your stock buybacks, by what's right for Norfolk Southern. And that's going to be to sue, to fight, to resist, 
full compensation for these families. That's the pattern we've seen over the last 10 years in your one-third reduction in workforce with its natural um, concomitant redu reduction already... in safety. Okay, then uh, go to you right now. We're not hearing the right things today. These families want to know long-term, are they just going to be left behind? Once this, once the cameras move on, once uh, the, the, the national attention uh, dies down, you know, where will these families be? I think they're going to be in the crosshairs of the accountants of Norfolk Southern saying we're not going to pay full compensation. That's why we're going to stay on this case until everyone in East Palestine is given the justice which they deserve. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to until we give them the justice they deserve. Now, you see how these corporations work. They take PPP money. They, they, they just pocket it and expand their, their, their base in some form instead of really getting it to the people. Now, they go ahead and they pollute. These people were living their lives in East Palestine. They were living their lives. They weren't bothering anybody. And a train comes in with their bad maintenance record and they dump a lot of crap in the soil, in the water, in the air. And when it's time to make things hold, you know, they are always talking about, we don't want regulations. I mean, if you, if you get regulations and because of the regulations you get, you, you still commit, you know, things happen. Then you can say, oh, well, it was the regulations fault and we need some compensation from the government because you gave a regulation that wasn't. Working. But these guys are saying, we don't want no damn regulations. We don't want it. And then when these things occur, they try to get out of it. And they refuse to say, we are going to clean up the mess we created. Like I said in an, in a, in an interview several weeks ago, uh, you know what they're hoping for. They're hoping that ultimately speaking, our government, the United States of America, will be left holding the bag to do all this cleanup. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should be, wow, it's time flew, man. They should be utterly ashamed of yourself e2247 says all some of that crap also spilled into the ohio river shameful and yeah if it's going into the creek the ultimate the ultimate destination of water in the creek in the ohio river valley is the ohio river so you're absolutely right sir i didn't think about that um let's see what else we got here they regulated amtrak yes they should have regulated amtrak i want them to they I, I, isn't Amtrak publicly owned, though? I don't, I don't recall what's the scenario, what, how it actually works. All right, Norfolk Southern train derails in Alabama hours before CEO testifies. I know. Before Congress, 30 cars derailed Thursday around 6.45 a.m. in Calhoun County, Alabama. There were no uh, reports of hazardous spills. It's a shame, isn't it? Uh, it's a shame that it just keeps happening over and over and over again. Time to say goodbye. Great program. Have a wonderful day, El Senor uh, Cox. Bridge MCP says, Egberto, please, drag queens, please show. Okay, okay, okay. Bridge MCP wants me to show this before I make my ask. Here is from Bridge MCP. You've been entertained by drag your whole life. Don't pretend it's a problem. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I just remember that. You remember that, Miss Doubtfire? I love that movie. Then we also had, uh, not to his company, I forgot what that show was called. 
Yeah, you're right. We've even had it on TV for a long time. Now they, now it's a problem. Ah, I love that meme. I love that meme. I love that meme. I think I'm going to copy that meme. I, 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 it doesn't have a copyright on it. Who owns it? But it's a good meme. Solid meme. Solid meme. Solid meme. Norman uh, Reynolds says, the film, the Flintstones had dragged too. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Anyhow, folks, I'm, I need to get out of here. But before I get out of here, I need to do my last ask of the week. So uh, we have, let's see, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There we go. Donation links. I want to ask my peeps so kindly to support the program. You know how hard we work to make sure to bring you new content every day, process content every day, 16-hour days, seven days a week. Many of you who know me personally that's in the house, in the, in the um, chat can tell you. So please support us by going to, uh, you can support us on PayPal by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Or become a patron. We need patrons. Politicsandright.com says patron. If you're on YouTube, just click that join button and, and buy, buy Politics and Write a coffee or so a month. That would be great. Would be appreciated. If we got a thousand of those buying a coffee a month, we could actually use a little piece to get a, a, a contractor to do a little bit of a work for me. You know, my theory of sports, I, I don't want anybody doing a whole lot of stuff without me giving appropriate recompense. Bridge MCP says, get three eyes fixed, babes. Get the eyes fixed, babes. Thank you, my dear, beautiful Bridge. You're always, you're always our, our great supporter. I appreciate you so kindly. Bridge just gave us a super chat. Thank you so kindly, Bridge. Uh, if you are not on YouTube, but you still want to join us on YouTube, at the, just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. But do remember, all the methods of supporting us can be found at our support link, and that is at politicsandright.com slash support. Buy a book, buy a t-shirt, support us in however you can. And I guarantee you, we work to earn your support. Again, we work to earn your support as we make changes throughout our society. Anyway, folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.